to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation as usual as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. everyone and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host Lori LeBay and I hope you enjoyed our opening music. It's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band and you can download that on any of your favorite music apps. For those of you that are new to our show, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. We want to have a real conversations with real people. So think about being our next guest. We interview people all around the world from those living with dementia, those who are caring for a loved one or professional carers, as well as a variety of businesses, authors, um, musicians, and uh, movie directors, researchers, advocates, you name it, we want to talk to you. Even children we've had on here who have done projects, which has been really, really fun as well. Now, I always like to do a little bit of housekeeping before I introduce our guest today. We're going to be talking about a new app for caring, which I'm, I'm really excited to introduce you to. One of the things that you're going to want to check out if you haven't already is Dementia Map. It's a global resource directory. We're building lots of great things, especially now when so many people are still shut in. Um, if you look under the activities section, you're going to find a lot of great entertainment and engagement opportunities there. So go to DementiaMap.com. I also want to um, mention that you can now join an important Alzheimer's disease research project from home and do it in just minutes. It's called Picnic Health. So go to picnichealth.com forward slash speaks to sign up and you'll automatically get $25. Picnic Health collects and digitizes all of your medical records into one online account. And then you can consent to share your data, which is anonymous um, for your medical records for researchers to look through. And by examining this real world data from medical records, researchers can find answers that they couldn't find necessarily in clinical trials. So there's important information in each person's unique healthcare journey. So feel free to share your story. And if you care for someone with Alzheimer's, you can sign up on their behalf, you know, if you've got consent and manage their medical records as well in Picnic Health, uh, in the Picnic Health account. So again, you can learn more at picnichealth.com forward slash speaks and get your $25 when you sign up today. Uh, there are also a couple of events that I want to mention to you. We are continuing to do Arthur's Memory Cafe, which is sponsored by Arthur Senior Care. Twice a month, we're online. Anybody in the world can join us. We do that on the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month um, at one o'clock central time. If you're interested in details, please reach out to me. Also, Brookdale North Oaks is sponsoring a caregiver support group that meets in person once a month in Shoreview, Minnesota. So if you're local here, please join us. That's at 10 o'clock 
at the Shoreview Community Center. And then the Plymouth International Virtual Dementia Conference still has one more session, and that will come into play on November 10th. You can find out more about all of these by going to alzheimerspeaks.com or again, just reaching out to me at radio at Alzheimer's Speaks. We're going to hear from the Footbar Walker and we're going to be right back with our guests. Introducing the life-changing Footbar Walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The Footbar Walker revolutionized my care of George. It absolutely benefits the patient and the caregiver both, and that's the beauty of it. It's so easy to use. It folds up just like a dream. I got it in and out of the car without any effort at all. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle? to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The Footbar Walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Footbar Walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the Footbar Walker. Well, I'm thrilled to have our two guests with us today. First of all, I'm going to introduce Carrie Lang. Uh, She's a dreamer and a builder with a career that has spanned the worlds of sports, conference and event planning, marketing agencies, technology, and startups. Her expertise is leading people in businesses through launch, transition, and growth phases. After several family losses in a short amount of time, Carrie followed her passion for helping people experience a better end of life and brought her experience to a nonprofit called Reimagine in 2018. In 2021, she continued that path by joining the Circle of as COO and Chief Evangelist. And this is a tool that supports the caregiver community. Carrie is a firm believer in servant leadership, uh, volunteering, and mentorship. These are her personal passions, and her heart is based in San Francisco, but she has many, many places in the world yet to see. So Carrie, I'm thrilled you can join us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Oh, thank you so much, Lori. We're so excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, I am going to introduce your sidekick now, Alana McLeod, uh, and she is a proud team member of Circle Of, which is a new family caregiver app that helps people surround themselves with support. And my gosh, who doesn't need that? She was previously a founding team member of Reimagine, a San Francisco-based nonprofit organization that hosts community-driven festivals exploring death and celebrating life. Having experienced the loss of both her parents in her early 20s, followed by most of the rest of her small family within uh, just a few short years, Alana is channeling her personal story and empathy into work that shines a light on caregiving and end-of-life issues. She is a wonderful communicator who uses her background in branding, marketing, and community building to try to leave the world a better place than what she found. And I I love that statement because I, I think that is so important. So Alana, I love your passion in using your personal history to make the world a better place. So thank you um, 
for spending time with us today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you and Carrie. Yes, I am too. Thank you so much, Lori. Well, great. Now, before I get into my line of questions, I always like to ask my guests if they have been personally touched by dementia. And I'm going to throw that to you first, Carrie. Yeah, actually, um, not not even that long ago, um, my 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 ex-husband's mother was experiencing dementia. And actually, she, she and her partner um, died within about a year apart. She just died last December. Um, but we were going through that uh, starting a few years ago, things like forgetting where the car was parked. And um, yeah, so that that started a whole run of conversations. And you know, the stress about, well, taking people's freedom away by removing the car. And um, yeah, we had a lot of that. And then she um, ultimately, after her partner died, uh, she was, um, we decided the best place for her was to go into an assisted living because she really just didn't have the ability to take care of herself. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I do have some experience with that. Well, thank you for sharing. Alana, how about you? Well, in a different sort of unfortunate way, I actually lost so much of my family before dementia and Alzheimer's was even a concern. Um, so I, I actually didn't, I only grew up really with, with one grandparent um, and both of my parents died really young. Um, and so, yeah, I haven't had personal experience, but I'm starting to see it through friends, families. And um, I just, you know, the, the heartbreak, it's, it's not an uncommon thing for families to go through, but when it really reaches you, it's so it, the, the impact on a family I know is is really big. Um, so yes, I've experienced the loss, uh, but not the lead up with dementia. Okay, great, thank you. Well, I want to hear what the backstory is and the why. You know why you fell into this space and and how you came to this work. And Carrie, I'm going to let you start on that one. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, I started losing my parents in uh, 2016. Uh, my, my father died in July. Um, my mother died on her birthday in January of 2017. And then my stepfather died in December of 2017. So it was that journey of watching them go through. Um, they all had cancer, um, all different kinds, and, and just watching that experience and how hard it was to be um, afar, you know, and, and just to kind of watch them try to figure out how to manage the care and, and especially watching my mom and my stepfather try to take care of each other while they were both sick. Uh, it was, it was really heartbreaking. And, um, I was sort of in that space of wanting to figure out a, a new career and really wanting to have some impact in my life. And so not long after I went through that experience, I found reimagine and it was like, all of a sudden there are these people who were talking about things that nobody else in my life was talking about, um, really embracing death and all those hard conversations. And so I joined Reimagine in 2018, really helped build that up. And that's where I met Alana. And um, she and I just had a really deep experience of, of understanding and really getting into that space of, of end of life and hard conversations and all of that. And then um, I had the opportunity to join Circle Love uh, last this July. And to me, that was another opportunity to kind of take a step back and think about like the process. So not so much the end of life, but you know, really thinking about how do we help people navigate illness and, you know, this lot, like we talked about a minute ago about 
that loss of independence and loss of agency and advocacy and all of those things. And so I joined Circle Love and I've really been watching, um, you know, the opportunity to build up caregiving and really thinking about all the people around the patient. And that's kind of what we focus on. So that that's my backstory. And just really, you know, to your point, wanting to have purpose out of, out of all the things that I've experienced. Okay, great. Alana, how about you? Yeah, really similar story to Carrie's actually. So I'm not surprised that we found each other um, in this in this purpose and in this work. And I actually realized that this Thanksgiving is coming up. I, I kind of joked with Carrie the other day that you know she mentioned her mom died on her mom's birthday. My mom died essentially on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving moves around, the date of death doesn't. But I realized this year is 15 years since my mom died. Um, so it's been a good long time, and yet I'm still kind of on this path of, of making meaning and finding purpose in the loss. So when I, I, I was out of state, my, my parents were in California and I was kind of starting my young adult life in Colorado. And um, my mom was sick for the second time. She was sick when I was a kid as well. And uh, watching my dad caregive, I mean, he, he like ran the gamut of all the things that can kind of go wrong as a caregiver. And I, you know, they, they tried to protect me from it, but I was witnessing it from afar. And I, you know, I watched him, you know, he was a very well-organized person. He was a PR guy, very good at spinning things. Um, but I watched him like making all the paper calendars, trying to get friends to take my mom to chemo and, you know, all of that stuff. He lost his job um, in the middle of caregiving for her because he was missing work. And then um, he was actually sick himself and didn't know it. And I think that's also a very common story with people who are caregiving. You know, they kind of put their own needs second or they're not even they're not even fully necessarily in their body because they're so concerned with what's happening with the person that they're caregiving for. Um, and so he got sick and diagnosed pretty much after, right after my mom died. And then he died as, as somewhat of a surprise, actually. So I, I sort of saw, it was like, you know, and now that it's been so many years, only now am I really starting to have even a better understanding of what I think that they were really going, going through. Um, and so the need, like Carrie said, you know, kind of we first explored loss and within that was, you know, chronic illness or sudden illness, um, end of life and how to make that better. And now really focusing on how to make the life that's happening now better for people. And so hoping that, that this technology, you know, Carrie and I recognized immediately how useful something like this could have been um, in our own families. And so we latched on to it right away. And that's, and that's why we're here talking to you. Well, I love both of your passions and your purpose of trying to make a make life easier for the next guy. There are so many resources out there that people just aren't connected to. They know nothing about them, you know, and when this hits you, you don't even know what to ask for because you, you don't know what's out there. And there really isn't a well to go to, to, to pull information from. And so much of, I think the, the caring journey, if it's, if it's dementia, if it's cancer, if it's heart disease, you know, there's so much overlap in terms of how we care. And yet I, I think as a society, we tend to separate things so much and people feel even sometimes more isolated you know, because there are more resources if you're open-minded enough to go, oh, that could apply. We, we could use that tool, <laughs> you know, over a year. And, uh, and, and sometimes I think with, uh, with large organizations too, it gets really competitive because there's so much money in the background with all of this. So I, I love the concept of circle of, and, and with that, I would like to learn how did that come about and, and 
if you can tell us, you tell our audience, I mean, I know what Circle Love is, but our audience probably doesn't. So Carrie, do you want to start with that? Sure. Um, yeah. So Circle Love is an app um, on your phone uh, and it was designed, um, as I mentioned earlier, to really help the caregiver in that um, in the caregiving experience. And so uh, Michael Jordan, our founder, was part of an innovation hub a few years ago with organizations like UCSF and Cisco and Walgreens. And what they did is they actually brought patients into the room with their care team and they spent a whole weekend really trying to understand how they could best meet the needs of these patients. Patients. And um, Mike was on a team that was looking at the caregiver experience. And so that's how Circle Love was born. Uh, and we have continued to evolve it. Um, almost everybody on the team has had caregiving experiences. And so we're really bringing our personal um, experiences to developing a product that hopefully helps people manage all of that burden of responsibility. And, um, you know, we know that it is so hard to ask for help sometimes. And, you know, to your point, a lot of people don't even know that they can ask for help. They don't know how to ask for help. Um, They don't even know what needs to get done. And so, you know, we've really built a product that we hope will help eliminate some of that stress and friction around just distributing care so that the primary caregiver can just be focused on that person, right? And so the person being cared for doesn't have to worry that all of the burden is sitting on one person. So Alana, what did I miss? I'm sure there's a million things we could talk about the app. Feel free to jump in. Well, I'll, I'll sort of continue the thought, you know, when I mentioned seeing my dad making these, this was like pre-internet, making these paper calendars where it was you know, this neighbor is going to take mom to, you know, chemo on this day and this friend and sort of organizing that. And I guess it's, it, you know, thinking back, it seems like he had the wherewithal to try to ask for help, but it certainly wasn't easy to organize it. And, and maybe the only thing he asked for was for rides, you know, for her to get to her appointments because he couldn't do it every single day. Um, And so, you know, taking things like that, that, you know, we have this wealth of technology in the world now that I think people are, are, getting used to whether they whether they like it or not. Um, but I think in caregiving, it sounds like from stories we've heard, you know, people are using various systems to try to cobble together this management of everything that kind of gets, you know, just dumped in your lap when you're suddenly in the position of being a caregiver. And so, you know, you might have your shared Google calendar and you might have a Facebook group and you've got three different threads with three different groups of people where you're trying to update them. You know, people expect, expect updates. They want to know what's going on because they do care, but then it's up to you to like make all that communication happen. And it can get, it can get pretty overwhelming um, just to manage all of that, to have it kind of like Frankenstein together in different places. And so I think that's really what they were seeing when the app was developed was we can bring a lot of those things into one place. So it's, it's, it's a central spot where now like the, the burden of managing all of these different pieces, you know, you can just, you can send one update and know that the people who are supposed to get it are getting it. You know, you can manage your calendar. It, 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 it um, the calendar within the app actually like coordinates with your other calendars that you might have in life, your outlook calendar, your Google calendar. So it's, you know, there's, it's a familiar um, type of newsfeed, like a wall where you can put updates like you might on Facebook. So, but it's a private space. And that's the other thing I think, you know, we really are considerate of um, within the app is that I know from my personal experience, how private my family was, and there's no way that they would have wanted, you know, things going out on social media, you know, they, they, they really wanted to keep things quiet in ways that maybe weren't always helpful, but um 
understanding that that this is you know that there are medical concerns there are privacy concerns and so you can actually create groups to help you within the app that are and carrie you've got you've got some really like really <laughs> very real stories about this but um you know groups that are very close to you who might be getting one type of information and you can also have a broader circle where you're just you know you're asking for other kinds of help or you're um, sharing other kinds of updates. I don't know, Kara, if you want to jump in on that, but really kind of trying to understand the full ecosystem of what it means to have, you know, your community around you and, and how you can communicate with them and how you can coordinate with them to make this easier for everybody. Yeah, I think I think that's a great. And, you know, um, yeah, she was referencing, we have this concept of the inner circle, right? Which is those those folks that you don't mind when they come over and your house is a mess, you haven't showered and maybe not even brushed your teeth, right? That's your inner circle group, um, you know, and that might be like close friends and family. For me, you know, with my family, it was, it was my, my aunts and my uncle. Um, those were the inner circle, right? And then there's your, you know, your friends and family. And those are the folks that you're like, yeah, great. You can walk the dog, try a meal off, you know, but you might not necessarily want them to know all of the inner workings of what's happening. Yeah. So, well, you know, one of the things that, that really resonated with me, Alana, when you were speaking was I, and I have a really strong appreciation for this when you were talking about the calendar. So it can be familiar instead of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, now I got to learn a whole new system and where is it in here? And because, you know, people who are caring just don't have time and they don't have the energy and the strength to do all that stuff. And, and it can get really, really complicated very easily. Um, also, you know, the, the building of the circles, I think that's something a lot of people don't think of. Mm-hmm. Like, like this group, I, you know, I'm okay telling them if, if we had a major accident and someone had diarrhea, but we don't want the whole world knowing that that's <laughs> going on in the house, you know? And, and so it, it's, it's really important to think about those things and to be able to have that layered system to communicate makes it so much easier. I remember, you know, my dad had brain cancer, my mom had dementia and, you know, we, back then my dad died in 01, it was the telephone chain, you know, and you're calling and calling and calling or they're calling you and you're just like, Oh my God, I just said this 20 times, you know, and, and I have, and, and, and not that I didn't want to update them, but it was really, it was, it was time was really yeah. precious. And it's like, there's gotta be a better way to be able to do this, you know? And, and then sometimes I would like send a, send a message to one and then they'd update, but then it would turn out like telephone call, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, no, that's not what I said at all, you know, <laughs> but, but it goes through 50 people in the messaging changes and stuff. And so that complicated thing sometimes yeah. as well too even though everyone's intentions were good um the the streamlining i think is really really important so in addition to kind of helping you create your circles and and prioritizing and developing a calendar for people to to be able to help um are there other benefits that you have on on the app itself that people can tap into yeah um so one of the things that alana's been working on is our resources section and actually alana i'll let you you speak to that one sure yeah we know i mean laura you already mentioned this <laughs> Not only is it hard to ask for help, it's hard to even know what you need or know what to ask for. And and so and also, like you were saying, there's sometimes a lot of money in this. And so, you know, the bigger players like 
They're the ones who you're maybe going to find right off the bat, but that may not be the resource that's going to serve you the best. And so what we're trying to do inside the app is, you know, develop develop a nice resources center with things like Alzheimer's Speaks and the dementia map um, that you're part of as well, Lori, so that people can find the things that they wouldn't even know, you know, what to Google, right? It's, I'm, 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 if you're thrown into this caregiving situation, you might have the best intentions of sitting down to, to look up resources for yourself, but you're not always going to necessarily like know what to look for or connect um, with the right things if, if they're not, you know, if they're not out there and you're matching keywords or, you know, sort of the magic behind the internet. And so we really want to present people with the information that's helpful to them from, you know, everything from the big resources that might come to mind immediately, like American Cancer Society and things like that, because they do offer really important things for folks. Um, but we also want to include people who are doing things on a smaller scale that are really helpful. We've got you know, people who are caregiver coaches, which I certainly didn't know that existed. Um, so caregiver coaches, and they're offering, you know, free consultation sessions. And we've got podcasts where you can hear, you know, people's stories, because I think that is something that's very, very healing. I found that in my own sort of my own grief. It wasn't the it wasn't the self help. It was just hearing other people's stories to know that I wasn't you know, I wasn't isolated. I wasn't the only person going through this or having these feelings. And so we've got wonderful, you know, books and podcasts and things where you can connect with other people who are experiencing, again, everybody's situation is unique, but there are other people experiencing, you know, sort of similar, um, similar journeys. And so in our resources section, you can find everything from, you know, an individual help to a large organization that may offer a lot of resources for you to tap into. And, you know, by condition, whether it's dementia, whether it's cancer, um, stroke, COVID, that's something that's come obviously top of mind. So many people became, you know, caregivers in this pandemic than I think ever expected. And they, they experienced that sudden, whoa, world turned upside down. I'm in quarantine, mom's in the hospital. How, you know, how do I do this? And so we just want to like, we want to gather the resources and present them to people in a place where they don't have to know what to look for. It's just right there at their fingertips. And another really cool thing about the technology is that, you know, you can go and you can browse the resource center, but we also have the ability to present the specific resource, almost like little um, display ads, not the kind that cover up all of your content when you're reading an article, but when you're in the app and you're taking actions, you know, you're creating appointments or um, you're um, scheduling tasks for people, or you're, you, you know, you, we ask like kind of what condition you're caring for. We have the ability to actually like send people the resources that we think will be most relevant to them. So you don't even have to do the mental work all the time. The things are going to come to you. And so that's, that's where we're really trying to kind of harness the magic of some of this technology. And we're building that resource center out constantly. Um, And so there's always going to be new things there for you to help. Yeah. You had mentioned, you know, some of the large companies, I mean, they might have great services, but they might not be exactly what somebody needs. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I have talked about this even with Dementia Map in terms of, I think we've gotten so used to pay to play and positioning. And so often I think people lose track of why they're really there. You know, the marketing is all about the budget and how much can I spend to position myself versus really educate people on, on what is our mission and how do we help and 
you know, I found so many wonderful resources that are out there that nobody knows because they can't compete. Somebody right. Googles and it's three pages of paid ads. Right. And to me, that's a that's a real disservice to people. And I think I think society as a whole, too, is is um, really demanding more of us. They mm-hmm. want options. They want choices. And so, you know, I, I like um I like the method that you're using in terms of, of being open um, to get people resources. Cause sometimes it's just that one small business, one-on-one, like a caregiver coach that is going to yep. change a life and, and really help them work through this. Um, and not that a big organization couldn't have that, but sometimes when you go to those big sites, you can't, there's just so much there you can't find it either mm-hmm. and you know I'm hearing people are are getting a little frustrated with that as well so um these are all fantastic things that you're that you're doing and the the subtle you know um if they're pop-ups or, or ads that are coming you know I, I know I've done it a zillion times it's like oh that was just on my mind I was just thinking of that or, or oh oh my gosh, I didn't know that existed. That sounds cool. You know, yeah, or my phone must have heard me. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I didn't was? type that. I just was talking about it. Exactly. Well, are there are there other things that you want to mention about the, the app itself? And I'll throw that back to Carrie. Yeah, I'll throw something in there. I'm excited that we just um, recently launched is video chat. So you can actually do video chat from within the app, which is great. So again, this whole era of COVID and isolation um, and, you know, and especially thinking about uh, your audience and, you know, you might have family members who are in a living facility, right? Um, Because that's, that's the safest place for them to be, you know, and it makes it really hard for family to connect, but you can actually do, you know, a multifamily video chat. So great thinking about the holidays, right? Not everybody can be in person for the holidays, but you can just do a little video chat right there and actually have the whole family to Together, which I think is a really amazing experience. Um, and so, uh, so that would be one thing. Um, oh, another thing, um, you know, it's so cute. We were talking to somebody the other day and, and they got, I think their 86 year old mom um, actually on the app and she was able to use it. It was very simple. But um, the other thing is we realized that not everybody is going to be on the app all the time. And so we have the ability to get notifications via uh, text or, or SMS. You don't necessarily have to be even in the app. Right. So um, I'm, and I'm sorry, we can't actually do the demo right now, but, you know, we could do it where if I had a call out and it's like, oh, my gosh, I lost my babysitter for today. I put out a bat signal. Right. And it <laughs> immediately gives Alana a text message if she's in, you know, my my care team and it says, hey, can anybody jump in? And so we want to make it that people can really um, get immediate support and help when they need to. Uh, and then I would just say the final thing is. We are constantly iterating and and innovating on the product. I have product meetings every single morning where we're talking about, you know, what's new, what's upcoming. We get feedback from people who are using the app. There is a way to actually share feedback with us if you wanted to. I read everything. Um, So, you know, if somebody's in there and they're like, wow, I really wish we could do this one thing. Um, You know, we just got a request the other day for creating like a customized task 
Um, so, you know, we're going to put that on the roadmap, right? So um, we're just really always listening for what is the most helpful things that people can, um, can use. And, you know, we'll try to figure out how to bring that into the roadmap. And so we really just want this to be a useful tool for everybody as much as possible. Go ahead, Alana. Oh, I was just going to add, I mean, that, that concept of the bat signal, I think, you know, is, is really important because this, the, the difficulty I think often with asking for help is that you are sort of having to think about and put yourself out there to ask a specific person for a specific thing. It's, it's, it's intimidating. And, you know, we, we, especially in, in our society, like, we are supposed to be independent and be able to handle everything. And, you know, we're, we're really not trained to sort of be in community and to, to help one another. And so I think, you know, it really eases the burden of having to like text an individual person and say, I'm sorry to do this, but you know, there, there's a lot of like apology and hedging and things because you just, it's so, it can be very uncomfortable to ask for something um, and to feel like you're burdening somebody else. And so just to be able to like bat signal it out to your whole care team. And that way somebody else can pick it up. You know, they can kind of pick up that weight for you as opposed to you feeling like you're, you know, in sort of like having to ask individually favors and, you know, it, it eliminates kind of that barrier that I think a lot of people feel when they're, they're needing help and afraid to ask for it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really hoping that it kind of broadens people's um, circles and it broadens their ability because you also never know, who's going to be the one to jump in to help it, We've heard that a lot. The people are surprised. They think it's going to be their sister and it turns out it's their neighbor who's there every day. You know, you just, you just never really know. And so being able to kind of invite a wider group of people and ask a wider group of people without it feeling so personal, um, we hope is going to be really, really impactful. So um, one of the questions I had was, you know, when you send out this bat signal, do you do it one at a time or can you do it to your inner circle or broader circle so that every, and then it, does everyone, are they able to kind of like on a, on a normal text, be able to see the chain? So if it's filled, everyone knows. Yep, absolutely. That is okay. exactly how it works. Yeah, you can do it individually or in within one of your circles. So you've got a lot of choice how you want to um, make the requests. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I agree with you. I think there is so much hedging and embarrassment of, oh, I can't handle this or I don't have time or what are people going to think? You know, this is supposed to be my priority. But, you know, a person still has a life and like like your dad, he lost his job caring yeah. for, for your mom, you know. Uh, yeah. people don't understand and they don't understand because we don't let them in, you know, so that needs to change. And I kind of think, I think in, in a weird way, I think COVID has helped people understand yeah. the needs, the isolation, the, yeah. the overwhelming feeling of not being in control. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's brought, brought that to another, a whole nother level. As far as the, the video chat goes, is that, um, you know, and one thing we hadn't talked about, is there a cost with this app or, um, and is there a cost for, you know, like if they want to do a video chat, is that an add-on or is it just included? I don't know who wants to take that one. That, that is a great question. Right now, the app is free. Um, we are, you know, at some point we will have to do some sort of uh, revenue model, but right now it's free. So get in there quickly, um, you know, and so it might be where we have certain add-on features, right? So as of right now, video chat 
um, is free. We might decide later on that we need to um, put a little paywall, but it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be a crazy expense because we do want to make sure that this is accessible for everybody. Um, you know, it might be something later on where you know if you are a professional caregiver and you have multiple client teams or something like that, maybe there would be a small fee for that. Um, but yeah, right now it is free and highly recommend you download it and start using it. Well, you know, and even if you get to that, you know, you have to get to that model where there's, there's fees, you know, I would suggest letting people know what a great gift yes. to be able to donate to a family in need to just mm-hmm. not have to worry about that. Let them That's get, that idea. you know, yeah. because people, people want to help in different ways. And um, with that type of support lineup, I, I mean, that, that can make just such a difference, such, yeah. such a difference with that. Well, how do people, uh, I should ask, I'm sure you've heard of some experiences. So maybe we can get a couple of stories of, you know, what, how, how people are using this and, and how they feel about, um, using the app. Mm-hmm. Alana, you can share the one we just heard yesterday. The, <laughs> so the one, the one we heard yesterday was about, um, I just found this very touching. This woman is a caregiver coach and she has a client who, I don't know, I think she said she was probably 86 or so. And, um, you know, fairly, you know, fairly resistant to technology, but not, you know, not maybe because of the normal concerns. She's afraid she's going to make a mistake. You know, she's afraid, kind of afraid of her iPhone. Like she's going to make a mistake while she's using it. And I guess it sounded like her granddaughter, um, who's part of the care team is in Germany and she, you know, they managed to get the, the grandmother who's the client on circle of, and the granddaughter, you know, said to the coach, I don't know what kind of voodoo you people did on my grandmother, um, but they're using the app and she's able to do it and found it very user-friendly and sort of got over that hurdle of sort of, you know, there are, there are no mistakes. Um, you, can't, you can't, you can't ruin anything um, by kind of playing around in this app. And so that's really important to us is that even the folks who are, you know, for whatever reason, a little bit more resistant to technology, whether it's privacy concerns or like Carrie was saying, you can even have people in your care team who really aren't inside the app. They're still part of your care team and they're still getting some of the communications via text or email. They can choose email as well. Um, that way we can kind of bring people into the circle without, you know, kind of freaking them out about technology. So that's really important to us. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one fun story we heard and it was really, it was, it's really nice to hear some of these. Carrie, I don't know, you've been kind of collecting some as well. Oh, no, I, I think that just that was a perfect one. And, and you know, yeah. granddaughter being so far away, but still yeah. being able to be connected. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. You know, it's so rare that many people live near their family anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen it in, in my family and, you know, the chat threads and all of that. Um, actually, when I started working for Circle of, I was chatting with my stepmom, who she was uh, really doing a lot of caregiving with my grandmother, she and my uncle. And, um, you know, I showed it to her and she was like, like, oh, that's exactly the like text thread that, you know, we've been doing. And she's like, I really wish we'd had that and we could share information because she was sharing information with all of my uncles about what was going on with my grandmother. And yeah, so um, I, I just, I've literally seen in real time the value that this has and just being able to connect with people and, and get that, that resource is super helpful. 
Well, you know, with the 86 year old, it made me chuckle when she was afraid she was going to break it. I'm 62. Yeah. And I remember when computers first came out, I, I was scared to death. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to blow it up, you know, and yeah. the, the black hole, the blue screen. And it's like, oh, now there's just a undo button, you know, yeah. <laughs> Command Z, Command Z. Yeah. And so um, I, I could appreciate that, that level of fear. And I know my folks, even with a phone, you know, when we got them their first cell phone, you know, they didn't like using it. And they, we got them one to when we, when they were traveling, going down to uh, Florida. And uh, I was trying to get a hold of them. And my dad almost drove off the road because my mom had it in her purse and they didn't know what was going on. You know, and, just, and just that newness. So I love how you're um, adapting to people's needs. I, I love that someone doesn't necessarily have to be on the app. They can get yeah. information through whatever they're comfortable yes. with. That that's a that's a huge huge difference from from so many out there. And um, so I really appreciate the the thoughtfulness that's gone into Circle of and you know the the really the the listening ear and the empathy and um, the the technical design to just ease things for people. There's so many different ways to to be able to do that, and um, and it, I think it's really exciting, you know, what you're doing and and how you're doing it. So, thank you both um, for the work that you're doing. Is there anything that I I missed that I should have asked? No, I think you I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I think okay. just letting people know where they can get it, Carrie. Yep. Like just. Well, yep, yeah. and that's the next question: is oh. how do we, how do people get it? Come to our website, which is Circle of, so that's Circle O F as in Frank dot com uh, forward slash download, and that'll take you right to a page with. Um, there's an Apple button or an Android button, so you can get it for either phone you have, and just click that and download it, and you can just start using it right away. Yeah, and it's free, so take yeah. advantage of that. Um, that is wonderful. And then we have contact information for both of you um, that I've listed with the show in the blog that is your LinkedIn information. Well, Again, I appreciate the work you're doing. And, I, and I'm and i so grateful for the time that you spent with us here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio today. So thank you, ladies. Oh, Lori, thank you so much. And we really do appreciate the work that you're doing. It, it is absolutely yeah. really amazing. You're, the resources that you provide for your community are absolutely fantastic and just really honor you in the space you've created for us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're all better together. I, you know, it's just a real simple concept and you know, <laughs> break down these silos and let's work together to make this world a better place. Oh. That's what feels so good about this, for sure, is just knowing that there's other people and we all want to share the resources and we want to get people the the help that they need because we know they need it. We've been there. So, well, and I think there's so many people out there, too, that are they're shifting because they do want to make a difference in their life and they are looking at their careers and and the meaning behind them. And and, uh, you know, there's help we all need. And I would imagine too, with this app, I mean, this could be for, you know, childcare, you know, if you, if you need yeah. someone, it doesn't have to necessarily have to be a devastating illness that you're dealing with Certainly. to coordinate um, people with. Yeah. Um, we've talked about use and they call it like the fourth trimester. I've got a lot mm-hmm. of friends who are having second babies, first babies, yeah. and that, that early period of, of a newborn and the isolation that a lot of mothers feel, um, absolutely. Same concept. Yep. Yep. 
So again, don't be closed-minded in terms of how to use how to use this. Yeah. Um, and, and we want to hear how you're using it because then we can make it even better as we, like Carrie said, she's, you know, every day with our development team and, and we're evolving it and adapting it because we're hearing from people, you know, what, what matters to them, what features they want, what works, what doesn't work so well. So absolutely. Yeah. Experiment. Let us know. Wonderful. Well, thanks again. You can go to uh, the circle for more information and how to go ahead and download that app. And, um, Get your life up and running and make it a little easier on yourself (laughs) and the others that are helping you care. So thank you for joining us here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. If you have any questions, you can always reach me at radio at Alzheimer's Speaks or visit our main website, alzheimerspeaks.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.